listening to Knights of the Storm. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Knights of the Storm. Uh, sorry, we're kicking it off a couple minutes late. We had some technical issues, which means technically I didn't get enough sleep last night. <laughs> so in, how are you doing this morning? Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I know everyone probably thinks we're going to talk about the Tucker interview, but I'm not going to play with that today because that's all uh, that's shilling for Trump. What do you? I guess we'll talk a little bit about it. What do you think about it, Angus? I agree with you. It's, it's, it's all uh, Tucker wants to be vice president or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, I did. I did enjoy some of the uh, little quips that uh, that he had to say. You know that Putin. It kind of made Tucker look kind of stupid there right off the bat. I mean, I, I would like to see Putin on the ticket in twenty twenty four. Yeah, well, I guess one dictator is as good as another. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to start off with the verse of the week. And uh, first, let me thank everyone in the chat already. Harps is in there. Little John's in there. You and I are both in there. Um, let's see if anybody's over on free world oh yeah i forgot we're broadcasting live to free world fancy civilian how you doing fancy civilian so remember if you go over to free world set yourself a name so we know who you are that's kind of cool but um anyway i'll jump into the verse of the week uh this comes from proverbs 24 uh, 16 for a just man falls seven times and rises riseth up again but the wicked shall fall into mischief and that's the King James version. If you go into like one of the more, um, you know, newer versions, you know, it talks about, you know, uh, a good person, you know, they make mistakes and they get up and they drive on, but someone who's not that good, uh, they pretty much, they suck. So I, I'm seeing that right now. Uh, the way, the way I'm looking at it is I've had some more, uh, what do you call it? Uh, issues with my Google and Facebook, you know, right now we're, it says we're not broadcasting to Facebook, so they probably gave me another strike. I don't know what for. Uh, I don't think I've covered anything that controversial. But, yeah, we're going to keep putting the word out, and we're going to fall uh, because we got the whole world working against us when you speak the truth. But, um, you know, we got to keep getting up and keeping on. Uh, whereas if we if we weren't doing this for the right reasons, we'd be like, ah, whatever. You know, what do you think, Angus? Yeah, I mean, I think, that, you know, we got to remember they control the – airwaves you know the so they even though we're talking the truth they can still you know shut you down in certain areas that you just can't reach and you don't really uh, there's sometimes and we talked about this before where how do we know that you know they say there's 35 people watching it could be 335 there could be 30,000 people you know I, I don't think you get a lot of the truth you know it, it's just you know how many followers you have and this and that the show has and they, they still control a lot of this stuff. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I've actually seen it. Uh, I think I've mentioned this before in other people's. Uh, I don't really pay attention to mine because, you know, I'm broadcasting when I'm live. But with Tiger, I've seen it. I've seen it with um, Chris Graves. I've seen it with Gardner Goldsmith, where it'll say literally there's like five people watching, but there's like 10 people in chat. Yep. Like when the, when the show and that's when you can catch it is when the show starts is when you can really catch it because you know, you couldn't possibly have watched it before it was on, you know, uh, unless you could time travel. So, and Hey, we had, uh, uh, Deb joined us in chat and Providence winds joined us. So thanks uh, for, for coming in folks. Appreciate that. But, um, yeah, let's, let's jump into this first thing. Then this first topic, uh, and I didn't even say what we're going to talk about today. We're talking, we're going to talk about the EMF uh, report that tiger did. 
Now we kind of touched on it, but we didn't really, we kind of glazed it over real quick. I think David even mentioned it, but Tiger came in and he brought the receipts and told us what that's about with the NIH. We're going to talk about that. Um, talk about the internet of bodies, uh, retouch on the smart dust. And then you got something on the investments in nature. And I think we're going to try to get uh, Courtney Turner on to talk about the natural asset companies. Cause it's kind of okay. related, right? Yeah. I'm going to see if I can get her on for maybe next week. We'll see if she's busy. I kind of reached out already and she said to get a hold of her, uh, like to DM her. So hopefully she's still good with that. And, uh, we'll see what we can do there. So, um, I guess we'll start with this first uh, first thing here. Where is it at? Okay, you, you sent me this on group text. Let me share the screen here. This mysterious blob captured on Texas radar could have military connection. So tell us what, what happened with that. I don't know. I think Karen might have sent you that. Oh, was that from Karen? It was in our group chat. I couldn't remember. If you yeah, it wasn't for me. I, this is the first I've seen it. Okay, well, I'll go, I'll go into it then. I read through it. So this is interesting. This weather uh, station catches this blob. And, uh, you know, they say it's not unusual for to catch a flock of birds or a bunch of bugs like locusts, you know, like a plague coming down mm -hmm. on you. <laughs> so they catch these weird anomalies. But what they say this is, this is kind of concerning. Let me see. Okay, they say it could be military chaff. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, when your underwear bites up into you. This is like uh, like when when you got a missile coming after you and they blow the chap off. We've all seen it on Top Gun and, you know, all those movies like that. Um, but what's concerning about it is uh, they say what chaff is. Let's see if I can find it here. Oh, I'll have to reread the whole article. But it says the U.S. government estimates at least 500 tons are released annually over the country. And agencies are not required to alert communities before or after the use of the material. Uh, that's kind of concerning when you know what chaff is. Yeah, it's like an. Go ahead. No, five hundred tons. That's that's quite a bit. I mean, in, in is, is somebody firing at us with missiles that they're not talking? I mean, why would they be? Why would they be dropping it if they're not using it as countermeasures for something other um, than sure. maybe seeding clouds or geoengineering? And that's what the yeah. I, who knows. Uh, I would say it's for just training, training purposes. And um, a lot of people got to realize, let me pull this off the screen here. Uh, when it comes to the military, you know, a lot of this stuff, I don't know about chaff, but I know a lot of the weaponry, especially high explosives. Um, you talk about RPGs and stuff like that. They have a shelf life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, use it or lose it. Yeah, so, so a lot of times they'll they'll train with stuff just to get rid of it so they can replace it with uh, newer stuff. I don't know if this chaff is the same way if they have to use it. Um, I don't know how it's really deployed. But my concern is that is it is aluminum coated fiberglass. 500 tons annually released. I mean, it doesn't stay in the air. It's got to yeah. go somewhere, right? So, uh, yeah. Water supply uh, and everything. The ground, the water. I mean, it, we might as well just drop cluster bombs, you know, in the park for kids to to run over. Don't give them ideas now. <laughs> it's just reckless, bro. It's reckless. Um, and the reason I wanted to touch on this, I know that's kind of just a, a, a weird little side story. Uh, it is concerning. But if the military can do that and not have a reporting requirement, I want to go back to what we talked about with the smart dust. Right? Yep. Um, 
the smart dust and David talked on this. It was a little bit different technology, the little flying robot things that are like the size of a grain of salt or whatever. Well, that's mm -hmm. what the smart dust is. It's just not designed to fly. It's a little bit different of a technology. It kind of floats in the air, monitors everything. Um, here, I'll read it again uh, in case someone missed the episode last week. Uh, imagine a world where wireless devices are as small as a grain of salt. These miniaturized devices have sensors, cameras, and communication mechanisms to transmit the data they collect back to the base in order to process. Uh, now, I've seen some debunk articles, and these are MEMS, by the way. They're called, uh, was it Microelectromechanical Systems, M-E-M-S, MEMS. Um, these things have been around. Uh, this article I'm citing from right now is actually five years old. So it is... Was, was it really chaff or are they dropping this crap on us? You know, kind of speculation. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um, but these things have the ability, and I don't want to go into the whole report. We did that last week. If you hadn't seen it, go see it. Uh, but they have the ability to monitor anything they want to monitor. And now, according to David Knight's report, they actually have ones that can fly so they can stay in the air longer. That's kind of crazy. And uh, they're able to do this because they have micro 3D printing technology and they uh, apparently they can print a variety of materials, uh, semiconductor materials and copper and all that. That's that's kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, it's if you can drop aluminum coated fiberglass on the public and not say anything. That's kind of concerning when we have this technology that's readily deployable. I mean, this goes to the um, last week's episode with Matt Landman regarding yeah. uh, the chemtrails, too. I mean, all the stuff that they put in the air and they don't have to be responsible for it or, you know, clue us in on what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've been reading I've read about three debunk articles this morning going through. Um, they'll quickly debunk something that they haven't debunked. But it's the headline. You know, I mean, I can go through and. and you know, Matt Landman, he pulled all the patents. He pulled the patents. You got uh, people like Gates that, that'll say, this is what we want to do. We want to spray this crap in the air. Um, he found the uh, the where you can pay these people with weather balloons uh, to, you know, pay your carbon footprint, whatever. Uh, that's another thing, too. Elon, Elon supposedly is for a carbon tax. And I'm like, bro, are you sure you want to do that with your SpaceX crap? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's they really there really is a a movement out there to discredit any of us talking about this stuff, even though we can point right to, hey, you just said you're doing this. But then there'll be like a thousand debunk articles that are completely wrong. Um, anyway, that goes back to the verse of the week there. You know, if we fall, we're not really falling. We're being pushed down, but we got to keep yeah. with it. But anyway, that's that's what's going on here, man. We got uh, they're spraying chaff in the air. We don't know they might be MEMS. See, I got this other article here talking about the MEMS technology: micro sensors, micro actuators, micro electronics, microstructure. It's basically a little machine, man. Uh, I don't know how they're able to do this. But the concerning part about it is, though, um, you know, so what if they put these little sensors out? Who cares? Well that kind of leads into the whole internet of bodies thing. And I, I kind of wanted to talk about that. Let's see if we can find it. I got a bunch of tabs open here. Here we go. Internet of bodies are connected future. 
and we've talked about this before, but you know, with, in light of what we've been reporting on lately, I kind of think it's it's kind of even more relevant because I think that it's not the future. I think the future is here. Um, let's see this Internet of Bodies. I'm just going to kind of uh, free talk it here. I'm not going to play the video because there's no sound on the video. And plus, we're on radio. Talking about artificial pancreas. Well, that sounds kind of cool. They always lead out with that, don't they? Yeah, yeah we're this gonna make could, this is what we could do with this if we yeah, really what, <laughs> we're gonna make the blind see and the deaf hear and the lame walk, right? It's, oh it's, man, and that and that goes back to the Bible, you know, when you talk about the Antichrist and stuff. Um, you know, there's gonna be false miracles. Uh, this really falls right in line with that, you know. We're gonna give you a new heart after we've damaged it with a uh, clot shot. <laughs> this is the oh, way man. for them. This is the way for them to kill everybody slowly and profit at it all at the same time. Well, and those who who survive will be monitored. So we here we go. Attention monitors, um, and and I want people to keep in mind. We were talking about smart dust. We're talking about the military drops crap on us. Uh, even if you want to get outside the chemtrails, if you want to try to debunk that, they're dropping crap on us. They don't have to report it. You know, they're, they're dropping aluminum coated fiberglass in the sky on your neighborhood. Uh, it's very disturbing. So, and, and, and you know, and that's another thing. So, did anywhere state how big these strips are? I mean, is it like, you know, like chaff for fighter jets and stuff is usually like longer strips. You know, so when they drop it in front of a missile, it, it tricks the missile into thinking that it's actually chasing the plane again. Yeah, and I would hope it, it burns like up. particles that they're dropping, yeah. so you can inhale them. I'm, you know, breathe it in. It... Well, that's I, I think that's where you know, and that's kind of a far reach, but I think that's where they're going. Is they're going to drop this stuff? Uh, they they know that some of us are going to refuse um, shots that have nanotech in it. But what if they just put it in the air or put it on your food? Uh, we, Gates has been talking about doing that with vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. We reported on that a few times. Uh, the mRNA in uh, vegetables. Yeah. That's a thing. No, they no. Actually... They're, they're, they're talking about making it breathable. So yeah, if, if you're vaccinated and I sit near you on a bus or something like that, I get it from you. I get the vaccine from you. Well, I mean, so I mean they, like that, I said, they always tell you what they're thinking about doing. Gates has talked about for probably a decade um, cause he, he wants to vaccinate the whole world with every vaccine everywhere, everybody, you know, and he doesn't care to have your permission or your informed consent. And he's talked about having self-propagating vaccines, um, uh, which in a way, um, the MRNA shot, uh, you know, if you want to argue shedding is kind of there already. And I've personally witnessed with, with women I know who didn't get the shot but a friend got the shot and they spent some time together in close proximity, then there's menstrual cycle problems. Uh, my wife still has it. It's been, it's been a year now, you know, uh, since we haven't seen those folks, uh, the one who got uh, shot and then came over and hung out. And then her and my daughter both immediately started having problems. She's still having problems. Sure. So, I mean, you could argue that maybe they're there with the self-propagating vaccine technology um, when it comes to shedding. So I don't know. It's just not enough people covering it to get reliable information. It's kind of speculation at this point, an observation, you know, uh, handy. He, he does, uh, observes all these heart problems and everything. And I mean, we're starting to see it. 
they want to say that correlation doesn't equal causation, but maybe it does. I mean, that's how science works. You see things, uh, you observe things and you say, hey, I notice when I do X, I get Y over and over again. It's repeatable. And then you study it more. So isn't that really correlation equaling uh, causation in that kind of science? It's, it's just yeah. whether you choose or not to, uh, to focus on it and study it more, but they don't want it. They want to turn their head the other way. I mean, why are kids having to get uh, checked for heart conditions now? before they go to their peewee league you know yeah. never happened why, ever why, why are middle schools and stuff have um defibrillation units in, in them now exactly and you know i did notice before i got out uh of the military they were starting to install those in the gyms everywhere uh, now some places already had them mm. but i noticed there was a real big push to have them not just in the gyms but then also pl places where people work they're putting these defib units in uh, I mean, that could be something as simple as uh, somebody got a government contract, you know, that had a good campaign donation. <laughs> so then they got the contract. And so so you have to put them in. It could be that simple or it could be that they know something's coming. You know, but uh, well, anyways, I think not even that. I think it's also them just trying to make it normalize, you know, um, yeah. myocarditis and all that stuff. You know, just saying, oh, it's always been there. You know, you just you people just haven't been paying attention to it. See, I mean, you can look at the schools. There's a defibrillation, defibrillation units there, you know. So they've those always been there, you know. It's I didn't know what a defibrillator. Defibrillator. <laughs> not an easy word to say this morning. Is it? Yeah, no, yeah, I got up late. I slept through my alarm, but uh, anyway, yeah, I, I didn't know what that word was until I was watching like Rescue Nine One One or something. You know, mm -hmm. as it, yeah. as in my twenties. Um, now everybody knows, just like I'd never heard of myocarditis before the shot or para pericarditis, never heard of that. Uh, but now it's it's a household word. But back to this, um, what, is, what are we talking about here? The, the Internet of Bodies. Um, so they're talking about wearables, implantables. Uh, if, have you noticed we're already moving that direction? The CGM, continuous glucose monitor, they, they advertise that heavily on TV. And they show kids, they show kids with it. Okay. If your kid has diabetes, you're probably feeding them the wrong food. Just saying. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, the wearables I got right here, my, my smartwatch, which I don't wear that often, but I got my little smartwatch, which I only really wear to monitor my heart rate. Um, because for some reason, when they turned on 5G and released the clot shot, I developed high blood pressure overnight and my heart rate tends to be tied to that so i could tell when my heart rate is elevated you know when i'm sitting here doing nothing and i'm at 110 uh, when i used to be around 75 beats per minute in a resting heart rate mode and i know that for a fact because i had to do that as uh for a week i had to check my resting heart rate before i went to this uh this course in the military so i know what my resting heart rate was and it jumps up to 100 to 110 just sitting here doing nothing uh -huh. god forbid god forbid i walk across the floor to go pick something up because now i'm at 130 you know my watch will sometimes buzz and say hey you're almost there good job and i'm like i'm not doing anything you know <laughs> i'm not i'm not exercising right now <laughs> and uh anyway but yeah the wearable technology is really starting to take off um even something as simple as the the AirPods, you know the little earbuds yep. have you know have you noticed people walk around with one in all the time mm -hmm. yes i have yeah it's it's becoming part of us uh that's part of the transhuman 
thing is uh, getting technology, either wearing it or in this case, they're going to put it in us. Uh, so uh, let's go back to this article here. So we got artificial pancreas again. They're going to promise the world. They're going to take care of you. Uh, they're going to extend your life. Attention monitors. Wow, I can really see that taking off with all the ADHD and stuff, uh, probably due to over-vaccination of children. All right, so let me interrupt for a second. There's another yeah. one, ADHD. You know, that came out in what, like the 90s? I mean, they used to just be called being a kid. You know, so... Do, do, do vaccines not not like the the newest vax but you know when we were kids you, you still got shots for polio and whatever is that what you know actually causes adhd that you know so we'll normalize it we'll give it a name you know adhd or um, there's another one that they use i i kind of think ADD, add yeah. rads yeah my my stepson was diagnosed with all that stuff um, and he's now actually he's he's been uh, contacting us and he's doing a lot better. It's it's something you can grow out of, but once they start you on that medication train, um, your brain doesn't develop right. That's, you know, that's that's yeah. what it's all about is getting you on the medications. It's yeah, and I'll tell you a little personal story. If if that was a thing, if ADHD was a thing when I was a kid, I would have definitely, most definitely, been diagnosed with it. And the problem I had was uh you know i was a curious kid uh was you know pretty hyper because you know you got a lot of energy uh, as a kid and the school system was starting to be so dumbed down that uh they couldn't keep my attention in the classroom you know when you're going over uh simple multiplication and division in math class let's say and you show me once or twice and i was like okay i get it now and then you show me for another two weeks I'm looking out the window saying, God, I'd like mm -hmm. to be out the playground. This is stupid. Why are we doing this over and over and over again? Um, so the dumbing down of the school system has really made kids uh, not not be able to focus because, I mean, you're asking a kid that wants to go out and play to, to keep repeating the same task over and over again because, and, and, because and, one person in the class can't get it. And know? to me, it's not even... I've always thought, is, is it so much that, you know, all kids, I remember being a kid, you know, that long ago and not the same as you, you know, you want to be outside and you're not paying attention, but is it all these medications and this stuff, is it to help the kids or to m make it easier for the teachers? You know what I'm saying? It's uh, yeah, no child left behind. Yeah. The school system doesn't have to, you know, work as hard at controlling your kid. You know, because all, like I said, all kids are rambunctious and that's the way we are. We're people. We were people. When I, I, I don't, I'm not sure what we are now. Hey, I've got uh, uh, Joyous Whitestones in the chat. Hey, welcome, Joyous. I, I saw you left a comment on one of the videos. I'm going to check that out um, after. Uh, I saw it this morning. Uh, Molly Brown Dogs in the chat. See if anyone else joined. Little John's, having a hard time. Little John's having a hard time paying attention. He said he doesn't get it. He, can we say it all again? <laughs> all right. Um, anyway, uh, so I, uh, Joyous Whitestone dropped this link in the chat, and I'm going to bring it up on screen. So, see, we do pay attention to chat, folks. We do. Um, this is kind of what I'm talking about here. Connect to Health, FCC, wireless health, and medical device background. Uh, so, you know, if the FCC is in, in this, you know that this is going to be implemented. Now, I haven't read this article, but I already kind of know the thing. They got frequency bands right here. Um, they've allocated bandwidth, it looks like. You know, and that's a big thing because the, there's only so many frequencies. And we went through this 
with Matt Landman about the different frequency spectrums and the allocations. Um, there, there's a requirement that your device cannot interfere with other devices. Right. So, so if they're taking the time to say, okay, these are going to be assigned to this particular thing, then that's a reality. That's not done arbitrarily. Um, so yeah, I, I'm thinking uh, to get back on on point here. Um, I'm thinking that we're really, really close to like uh, an implantable device and everyone wants to talk about the mark of the beast and you can't buy or sell. I think it's going to be an all-in-one device. It's going to be your digital ID. Um, if you look at the 50 and 5 initiative, that's where they're taking 50 nations that don't really have the infrastructure to do digital payment, digital ID, and they're pushing it there because they want this globally. Uh, you know, and, and it's going to be your medical records. It's going to be monitoring what you do, monitoring where you are. Uh, you'll basically be geofenced if you're in a 15 minute city. It'll be your payment method. It'll be everything. Uh, you know, there's a reason why Gates is into the digital ID. He's into the everyone getting vac vaccinated. Um, he's into experimenting on people. We, we talked about that with the uh, mosquitoes. You mm -hmm. know. Hey, you got the same mug I got, brother. Look. Where'd you get yours? David, no, see, mine's different. Mug. Mine's different. Oh, I'm not ready to save the world yet. I need more coffee. <laughs> but anyway, let's get back. I know we're kind of getting on uh, sidetracked here. It's one of those mornings. All right. So attention monitors. Um, that's a problem, I think, like you were saying, was created by dumbing down the schools and uh, over-medicating our kids. Uh, body implanted sensors. See, they say right there implanted uh, tissue integrated biosensors under development may provide more precise and expansive bio tracking than traditional wearables so see how they did the wearables you know like i said my smartwatch, your continuous glucose monitor your ear pods all, all those things are wearables but they're slowly working it into us into our body they're normalizing it as you would say yeah. right uh, these implanted sensors also may have additional functionality you think uh, such as skin grafted interface that enables the user to remotely control other devices whoa superpowers bro <laughs> superpowers if everyone's a super no one's a super right yeah then all right then superpowers becomes normalization yeah and then, and you know instead of being worried about the emf uh from around you we'll just produce our own emf from within our body right it's Cancer won't be an issue. Maybe that's, maybe that's what it'll become. We'll produce our own domes around us, our own protective bubbles. Yeah, there we go. Oh, crap. I somehow lost the page. Internet of bodies. Where was I? Okay. Let me continue going. So we're, we're already working into let's let's implant this stuff in us. Uh, next one. Brain-computer interface. Hello, Elon. Here we go. Brain chips. BCIs, wow, they even have an acronym. This is so mainstream now. BCIs use electrodes that connect signals from the brain to a computer. They may be either implanted in the brain or non-invasive wearable. That wearable be, will be like the interim step, right? Or attached to the skull. That's what I want. You want a, something attached to your skull? No. Yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to go with a no on this one. <laughs> Well, they're under development and aim to read and type entire words directly from the brain or control prosthetic limbs from the mind. Now, there you go. They're going to tell you we're going to help the, the lame to walk. 
you know. And I actually had a video um, of somebody who had one of these implanted, and she was able, I guess she was paraplegic, but was able to control a robotic arm and feed herself. But it was kind of disturbing looking, so I decided not to show it. You know, um, there was a thing I saw the, the other day, um, these pants that are, they have like 94 feet of cable in them and they have knobs on the back that you can adjust. Not bragging. And <laughs> <laughs> but they, they're supposedly so people that, you know, have leg issues, whatever, they can adjust it so that they can walk. I, I I would have to look it up, but you know, they're like four hundred dollars for a pair of these pants. I'm thinking, man, I would love to get a pair of those, but I seeing how I fly every week, I can't imagine the pat down I'd get. I have ninety four <laughs> feet of wire in my pants. <laughs> oh, I'd wear, I'd wear them on purpose, man. I love that uh, extra pat down. I pay extra for it. You know, that's why I keep doggy treats in my pocket. <laughs> but no, I, that was the next thing on the list here. You're like reading my mind. Clothing. Well, that's sensors. probably where it came from because I saw clothing with sensors as you scrolled yeah. up before. Yeah, I've been hearing about this and I've been meaning to look into it. Um, but here it is. Boom. Uh, clothing with sensors. It's it's about uh, tracking you. What? Let's see. Oh, clothes that contain sensors to record body temperature and adapt to keep the wearer comfortable. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's a lot of adapting for this lady on the screen. Um there are also products for infants. Oh, wow. Little babies. <laughs> Such as diapers. Really? Diaper, as if diapers aren't expensive enough? You want to add tech to it? And they complain about them going in the landfill. Now you're going to have sensors yeah. in them to throw in the landfill. Diapers that use Bluetooth-connected app to detect and report <laughs> bowel movements. You know, God gave me a microchip called a nose. <laughs> I, can, I can pretty much tell when my grandson has dropped a bomb. But you know. this is this is how they they want just want to make everybody so damn lazy. Yeah, you don't even so, have to pay attention to your kid anymore. When he when I need to change his diaper, I'll get a notification on my phone. And well, there goes the transhumanism thing again with with the freaking cell phones, as I always well, say. What, what happens when your phone dies and, and it's not charged? Is your kid going to sit there soiled for two yep. days? Yep. You know. Okay, what's the next one here? Free stand. I just can't get over Bluetooth diapers. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to let it out a little bit. <laughs> and diapers are crazy expensive, man. And you know, so they're in there, as we talked about last week with the EMF and all that, you know, in, in, in microwaves from Bluetooth and everything. So now you're going to, you want those on your kids around their genitals. Yeah. EMF, right. Yeah. You know. Oh man. Oh, you know, it, I don't want to get into the whole replacement migration thing, but you know, somehow they knew back like in the sixties that we were going to have problems. Uh, the UN or UN, I think it was UN. Yeah. But there was a document. Vince Agnelli sent it to me uh, like almost a year ago. And uh, it talked about replacement migration in particular countries. They named them. They listed the countries. And these are the countries now that are having the fertility problems. They're the most heavily vaccinated countries. Um, this is probably why I'm not on Facebook right now, because I use the word vaccine probably in the last episode. I'm not sure. But uh, screw screw Facebook. I just did that just to do it. Um, let me keep going, though. Yep. So next one, freestanding infusion pumps. Uh, that's a pro programmable infusion pumps and dose error reduction system are now commonly used in hospitals for intravenous me medication delivery. So 
uh yeah there oh man i did this again how do i somehow i keep zooming in to and then i can't see the rest of the page okay anyway yeah so since we have to be on all kinds of medication now yeah why not have uh some robots in us that uh you know can make sure we're we're medicated at the right level you know maybe we just don't need the medication i'm gonna start after this episode i'm gonna start working on a robot that attaches to the crib to the so crib. when you get that bluetooth warning it's time for diaper change i'm just gonna do it with a robot i mean yeah it'd know, be like wally remember that movie wally yes that's, that's a good movie. That's, where, that's where we're going and uh, i could see a need for this um implantable implantable cardiac devices wow why does this young looking guy looks like he's in good shape why does he need a cardiac device <laughs> i i have a good guess <laughs> yeah yeah maybe, maybe he um he did had a safe and effective treatment uh mm -hmm. now we need to have yeah so newer cardiac pacemakers implantable cardio and then and that is something that we've had for a while is pacemakers um, yep. Just don't go, don't get near a microwave because you know EMF is not dangerous. Uh, implantable cardio, whatever that is, defibrillators and vent ventricular assist devices can provide real time and continuous information regarding. Again, what did I don't know? They want to know everything about us, even you know if my heart is have arrhythmia, and that's that's something I wanted to talk about too. Um, let's pause here and talk about that, and if I can find my dog on mouse. It's a problem with having four screens, man. You lose your mouse quite often. Yep. Uh, but, you know, we, we talked about it before, but if you look at car insurance, and and uh, Eric Peters talks about this a lot with the, the cars monitoring you, you know, all the little widgets that warn you you're going too fast and they nag you. Um, but they're also monitoring. And all they're using that data for, you know, snapshot from Progressive, you know, plug this into your, your OBD yes. port. They're not trying to save you money, man. Insurance companies don't like to give away money. They want more. They want to charge you more and pay you less. That's all they do. So the idea that you're going to plug something in to monitor your behavior in order to save you money. No, it's the other way around. They want to plug it in so that they can charge you more rates because you're an unsafe driver. Because you're two miles over the speed limit or you didn't come to a complete stop at a stop sign you know you kind of did what they call the california roll you know yep. and they're going to up your rates what do you think is going to happen when you have a wearable device in your body that's monitoring this stuff you think your it's health a, insurance yep right Go ahead, so you, you, you smoked half a pack of cigarettes the other day um you had you know a couple of shots of whiskey or something or you know you ate cheetos and you know they can monitor everything at that point yeah and they're going to charge I, I think you accordingly yeah. Or or I mean, if you really want to get uh, nasty with it, you could think about, uh, you know, when it when it comes time to decide who lives and dies, you know, because we're overpopulated, there's too crowded, there's too much CO2. So, hey, you know what, Angus, we've noticed that over the course of your life, you just don't live very healthy. And uh, this other person mm -hmm. does. So uh, we're going to choose to leave them alive. And you're going to go have to, uh, you know, go to your pod, eat a couple bugs. And then when you're ready, just push this button. You'll see a nice little video and you'll hear, hear some music and you just go to sleep. Yeah, soil and uh, green. Yeah. Or what if they can just push a button and the implantable in you uh, stops yeah, your heart? Take you out. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I've heard that with um, the UK because they have the um, what do you, nationalized health care there. 
it, and you know, so they have to weed out people and they, they say if you're obese or something like that and you need yeah. some kind of surgery, you go to the back of the list because we got other people that are fit, you know, that can do this. Uh, Providence wind says good sensors for Biden. Yeah, we need that. Yeah. We need that. <laughs> I think the Pope knew before Biden knew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real-time blood monitoring. Uh, we have, Deb, we have something that does real-time blood monitoring. It's called a pituitary gland. That's the one God made. Um, I don't think men, I think that's what they want to do, uh, but uh, they're not going to do it better than God. Um, all right, here we go. Next one up on the list here, ingestible digital pills. That sounds yummy. It's going to, can I get them in cherry? And uh, and this is crazy. In 2017, the FDA approved the first digital pill. Uh, and it's got some crazy name that I'm not going to try to pronounce. Not this morning, anyway. Um, something tablets with an ingestible sensor embedded in the pills. Now, we've seen this where they can track to see if you've taken your medication. Hmm. You know, I, I've seen it in the past. I didn't know that this goes back to 2017, though. That's kind of crazy. Um, it records the medication was taken. There we go. The system works by sending a message from the pill sensors to a wearable patch that transmits the information to a mobile app. Now, um, I don't have this ready to go, but I was uh, looking at this some stupid India lady, and I say India, not Indian, because, you know, to differentiate the country versus the, the people here that we decided to put on reservations. Uh, this lady from India did a debunk article on the smart dust. Um, they don't deny that the smart dust is there the mems they don't deny what it can do the what they're trying to debunk is that if you ingest them like you breathe them in or it gets on your food and you eat them that, that they don't they don't work inside the body that's what they were trying to debunk the lady was completely full of garbage uh it was another propaganda piece to to kind of normalize this tech being dropped everywhere but they tried to say that this stuff won't work if it gets in the body so you're safe it's it's all safe well maybe i don't want to breathe it in anyway you know, but right here it, it talks about the technology since 2017 with this smart pill. I guess we'll just call it a smart pill, right? Is able to say from it within the body, it's able to transmit and say, Hey, I took the pill. You know, doc, I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, cheeking it as they call it. That's what the kids do when they right. go into the, yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously, since 2017, the technology has been here. So that debunk article is now debunked. Thank you. Uh, so anyway, it, it goes to a wearable patch. Uh, it could be a smartwatch. It could be anything. Uh, and it tracks the ingestion of medication via their smartphones. You know, I keep seeing that. Everything comes back to a smartphone. Yep. You know? And, and people think that is for them, you know, to monitor your, for you to monitor your, your glucose levels or whatever, you know, whatever you want to monitor. But it's, where do you think, who, Somebody's monitoring your phone too, so they know everything that's going yes. on with you. Yeah, De Deb's talking about the tiny drones that David mentioned earlier this week. Yeah, that's exactly that's the same technology we were talking about. Um, did we talk about it last week with uh, Matt, or was it the week before? The memos before. Yeah. That was the week before. Yeah, that was a slightly different variant. What uh, what David talked about? Those can actually fly. Uh, the ones we were looking at actually, they kind of just hover. They kind of just stay in the air for a while, but that's kind of crazy. They can actually make one that can fly, you know, it kind of like says there's movable parts and stuff. Um, 
Uh, here we go. Uh, on to the digital pills, the smart pills, as I'll call them. Patient, uh, patients can also permit their caregivers and physicians to access the information through a web-based portal. Wow. Okay. So long, HIPAA. I guess everybody in the world that can hack a computer can see what's going on in my body now. Um, not by my choice. So not my body, not my choice. Other ingestible digital pills are now available, including oral oncology drugs with a digital sensor to track adherence dosing and patient activity. Uh, I mean, they, they can have it track anything. Um, did you drink milk? Was it whole milk? I don't know. Did, did the cow fart that made the milk? Are you a problem with CO2 because you're drinking whole milk from a cow who farts? You know, it wasn't Gates. Maybe they'll monitor, maybe they'll monitor your gas output too. Yeah, exactly. Put, you know, charge you a carbon tax every time. Don't hey, go to the I'm telling you. Elon's down for the carbon tax. I guess he doesn't fart, but he, he throws rockets. I mean, I forget how many thousands of rockets he, he put in the air to run a test of uh, his uh, Skylink, you know, direct to phone communication. Uh, did you remember how many I, I cited it on the show? 14,000. Four, yeah, 14,000 satellites to service was 13 small areas, of, you know, across the U.S. to test it just for testing. So oh, well, no, I, I know the, the um, Skylink or whatever it's called. The, the total he wants to put up is 14,000. What he did for the test, I'm not sure. Oh, I thought it was uh, that that somebody put. Okay, I'll have to go look it up again. But still, the thing is, he's, uh, he's all for carbon tax now. But he's one of the biggest polluters. Uh, you think he'll pay that? Even you know, if he did, you think it, it hurts his pocket? You right. Know, never ending well, it's not his money. money rolling in from all his you know, government. Yeah, that's the thing about Elon. It's not his money. It's my money. It's your money. He just siphoned right. it off it, of the government. Yeah. The, you know, I, I have people say, you know, he's a genius. Yeah, of course he is because he's learned how to make money that, you know, <laughs> from the government without doing anything, you know, basically. Another freaking uh, grifter. All right, let's keep going. I, I didn't expect this topic to take this long, but it's it's almost so ridiculous that it's uh, comedic, you know. So are, they have those pills in suppositories too? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right sensor equipped hospital beds um that's just going to be a smart bed uh that basically that that's that's kind of cool though i kind of like that one uh because you know i i get kind of squeamish when i go to the hospital and visit people they have all the wires and tubes hooked up to them it kind of freaks me out if they had a bed that could do that i would be down for that you just lay in the bed and it automatically can tell all this this stuff i would kind of be cool with that um, but, of course, you're probably going to have to swallow a smart pill for it to read it. So I don't like that idea. Um, but, yeah, it's talking about monitoring your vital signs and stuff like that. And then they talk about wearable health trackers. I think that's the interim step. We're already there, as we mentioned earlier. You're already wearing smart devices, uh, braces, watches, rings. Have you seen that? These these rings that they have online that... Uh, yeah, the Nuba ring. Uh, yeah, I, I've yeah. seen them. And again, it's one of these things people go, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah, so they can monitor your whole life. I mean, that, all this yeah. stuff is transhumanism. And it is. Like I was, it started with the, with your Trojan horse, which was your cell phone. Yeah, 100%. And, 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 I, and that's the thing that always ticks me off about it. All the information they, they get from your cell phone, your emails, and this and that, and you're paying them to do this. Yeah, you, and you're the product as well. Yeah, you know, you're also the product. Your information is the product. Um, 
but yeah, I got, uh, I thought it was great. You know, my wife got me this, um, this isn't a, a really a smart watch. It's a, uh, what the hell is it? A Fitbit. It's a Fitbit. Um, so it, it only tracks certain things. Um, I can read my text on it. I can't call on it and stuff, but still that information, you know, it doesn't just go to my phone to track my steps or, you know, how many hours I was working out that week or whatever, my sleep, you know, uh, tracks my sleep. Um, it doesn't just do that. It has to have the internet to do it. So if I put my phone in airplane mode, yeah, these two things will talk, but it won't, uh, give me that display that I want to see for the information. It has to, for some reason, I have to be linked to an account somewhere online. So yeah, that, it's not just my information. It's somebody else's information. And I'm sure when I, I click the I agree button that you have to click for whatever you do, you've got to agree mm -hmm. to something. I didn't read that crap. <laughs> and and there's yeah, right. Nobody does. But there's also where you go now you're around more EMF constantly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I won't go into the health trackers because we all know what those are. Um, wearable neuro, neuro devices. Not, not the guy who burnt down the city. Uh, Nero like brain uh, head wearable neuro devices record and monitor brain activity and stimulate the brain through electrical signals. Whoa, stimulate my brain because that's what I need uh, that they can keep me in my my pod eating bugs if they can keep my brain stimulated enough. Um, some are used to encourage oh, dang it. some are used to encourage the user to perform brain exercises. Others might send electrical signals to the brain to treat such conditions, such as chronic pain, depression, attention deficit disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder that everybody now has PTSD for some reason. You know, my mom didn't cut the crust off my PB and J when I was a kid. So now I have PTSD, you know, but yeah, again, and that was the last one of the listed uh, things for this. Uh, this was from Rand, Rand Institute, by the way, this article. Um, yeah, they're going to they treat all these great conditions. But uh, like we just mentioned, they're actually collecting data on you. Uh, I specifically this last one, stimulating the brain. I don't want to be, you know, have somebody with a joystick, you know, in another state controlling what I think or how I feel. That's what it'll come down to you know, sedating us with uh, digital well-being feelings. I mean, I, I think they're already doing that with, you know, EMF. You know, yeah. it, it, it seems like they're able, I mean, people are just always seem to be at, at a high frequency now. You know, everybody seems ready to throw down the drop of a hat or something. It, it's, I don't know. Maybe it's just me getting old. <laughs> Deb says in the chat here on, uh, on rumble uh i made a depression era cake from pinterest and was asked if i needed some therapy <laughs> that's a good one and then raul joined us hey what's up raul um all right uh hey let's take a quick break i'm going to run the tiger commercial okay. and then i want to get into something he covered now uh he's the only one that really covered it covered it uh we glossed it over uh david glossed it over but uh he did a special report just for that and i'm glad he did because you know sometimes people can't watch an hour-long show or something so he kind of did it as, as its own report and uh vince agnelli and Rhonda tate were on it um they've been working this emf stuff just like us uh and and they and i tell you what vince knows his stuff man vince knows his emf uh, i know Rhonda does too but 
I've talked with Vince and he he really has a, a good history with it. But let's I go ahead started and watching on YouTube until it was taken down. About ten minutes in, it disappeared. Oh, he did one on Rumble. I think I got the Rumble one. Yeah. And I'll, I'll play a clip from it uh, so you can see. But anyway, let's run his commercials. Uh, and by the way, I wanted to mention tonight, uh, I talked to Tiger this morning. His Tiger Tales tonight, he's going to do a request night. So make sure you tune in to freeworld.fm. Jump into the chat there. Uh, and uh, I think the second hour, um, is, Tiger Tales is a little bit different. It's kind of like uh, self-improvement. Um, it's kind of uplifting stuff. It's not this political stuff that puts us all in depression mode where we need to swallow a smart pill to help us, uh, our brain get right. Uh, no, it's, it's kind of some fun stuff. It's good chat, uh, very functional chat over there on free world. Um, you could do jiffies and all that other kind of cool stuff. Uh, but anyway, he's doing a request night. So I think hour two is going to be, you throw out a song, he'll play the song, comment on it, mix it up a little bit, throw some tiger roars in there. It'll be a good time. So anyway, here's tiger. Are you ready? Financial news. So you see, you would figure with some of this calamity going on, the markets would be devastated. I wonder why they're not. Do you think the banks are the only place that the central banks are, are injecting liquidity and money into? Geopolitics. I mean, this is after the Cold War, after the USSR fell, and bang, now we got this Ukraine thing. Same thing with this. There's something going on in Taiwan. We want, we, you know, we're going to get our stick our noses where they don't belong in Taiwan if they have some kind of problem with China. They're building up to this. Religion. I think what we have found out is that man hates the religion, that, that governments and people in power who are looking for power paint the religion addiction special i wanted to talk about and i know we've touched on this before we touched on nicotine last time i want to touch on the cell phones epic rants we are clowns they are the world laughs at us we are mods it's so infantile that is infantile there is zero dignity left catch the angry tigers then wednesdays at 8 p.m eastern on youtube rumble and twitter also tune in sundays at 8 p.m eastern for the tiger and snake financial report See you there. Wow. Meow. <laughs> anyway, hey, before we move on to uh, what Tiger covered, I do want to read a couple comments. So Molly Brown Dog up in the chat on Rumble. Um, I love this. I think it all has to be rejected. This goes back to the smart technology, the pills or whatever. Uh, even if it sounds good, because the potential for evil is much greater than the likelihood of their being used, uh, being used for good. That's exactly right. And I think that's why with this smart technology, even what I said, I thought the bed was kind of cool, the smart bed or whatever, they're going to incrementally slide it in. And then Deb mentions uh, the WHO pandemic treaty um, in effect, May 2024 will steal more of our rights. So those two comments kind of go together. Because if we did reject this wearable stuff, the smart pills, the smart dust, if we rejected all of it, we now have a treaty. We have an international organization that can tell us that we have to do this stuff whether we want it or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, those are two good comments, uh, some stuff to think about. But let's jump over to, to what Tiger covered. I think it's very, very important. And it kind of dovetails well, uh, well with some of the stuff we've been covering. Uh, so I'm just going to play it real quick. Um, and then we'll talk about it. We are harnessing over 20 years of research at the frontier. 
Oops, that's the wrong one. I was say that looks like the thing I sent you there. Oh yeah, well, you know what? Before we jump over to Tigers, let's let's watch this because this kind of goes with what we were just talking about. Okay. A physics, biomedicine, and nanotechnology to bring to you a platform called Gene Radar that will decentralize, mobilize, and even personalize your healthcare experience. Gene Radar is a mobile diagnostic device that allows you to diagnose any disease with a genetic fingerprint in real time at a cheaper price with gold standard accuracy. The gold standard of medical diagnosis today is based on an old Nobel Prize winning technology called PCR. PCR is the foundation of a multi-billion dollar molecular diagnostics industry that relies on bulky, expensive machines. We are bringing you the next generation, real-time, gold standard, mobilized diagnostics. We are revolutionizing how you diagnose disease. By placing blood or saliva into a nanochip, we can rapidly analyze genetic fingerprints at the nanoscale. We have harnessed our unique capabilities to precision control nanomachines as they read and write DNA. This enables real-time, continuous monitoring of your health. All right. What do you, what do you think of that, brother? That stuff just it just makes me sick. It's who do these people think they are? It, it, you know, I mean, people go, "Oh, well, you know, she's a scientist, so she's got to know everything." These people are half the stuff they do. It, we have it with the certain vaccine. You know, I'm not going to say which one it is, but this will save humanity. You know, from common cold and look what happens to people yeah, well, yeah. You know, all these people are scientists we have the greatest scientists in the world working on this no they're a bunch of them are hacks i mean i don't know i don't want so to. they're talking about pcr and we know the pcr test mm -hmm. the guy who invented it they they, they mentioned award-winning gold standard they use all these buzzwords like Fauci yeah. likes to use it's, right yes um, thank you that's a, the term i was looking for is buzzwords yeah um but the PCR we know doesn't work because you could take three tests in a row and they can come out completely different. You know, uh, we saw that throughout COVID. Uh, but this is using PCR technology. They're going to micro, uh, make it micro into either a wearable or an injectable. Uh, they even say micro machines. Those were kind of cool. Remember those? You put the penny, the micro machine, or the little bitty car, toy cars. Remember that? Micro machines? Yeah. Off topic. Yeah. Yeah, you had to be an 80s kid to know what those were. But anyway, yeah, that, that can read and write DNA. So they're going to put something in your body or, or a wearable that can basically tell somebody else when they say you're sick through PCR. And then they can uh, maybe remote control these nanobots to re rewrite your DNA. Maybe maybe they don't need to inject you with a vaccine anymore. They could just uh, you know tell your cells to start making this stuff. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And the, no, the crazy part is people accept it. That's the crazier. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You've got to start thinking for yourselves, man. Transhumanism is on full display right now. It is on full display. So now uh, I hate to jump back. I, I did want to play that video and I forgot, though. It's been a rough morning. But let's jump to the Tiger stuff, his report. Um, I'm just going to play a little piece of it here. Um, basically, uh, this is out of the Hill, and there are several other publications reporting on this. If, if you if you punch it into your your search bar, you know NIH NIH Holt study on on EMF, um, and several articles will come up. But this was the very first one, and it was from the Hill. And uh, once again, I, my research team brought this to me, and uh, I was I'm very grateful to them. Thank you guys. 
And uh, this is from the Hill, and uh, we're just going to jump right into it. So very interesting. Here we go. In a shocking reversal, the next the National Toxology Program (NTP) of the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences has quietly disclosed it will stop studying the biological or environmental impacts of cell phone radiation frequency. The decision comes comes despite results from the programmers carefully engineered and reviewed decade-long 30 million animal studies. They have a dollar sign there. I don't know why. That found cancer, heart damage, and DNA damage associated with exposure to cell phone radio frequency. Radiation at levels comparable to those experienced by Americans today. All right. So, yeah, he, he broke out the actual, uh, the big news on this. I think we touched on it, mentioning the NIH. All we did was say the NIH was going to stop doing the studies. Mm. Um, but he got the, the skinny on it. What do you think about all that, man? They just basically. I wish I had known you could do that because in school I would have stopped taking tests because I didn't like the results. So <laughs> I stopped taking them. I must be an A student, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, I, I mean, th th this is if you think your government loves you, just look at this. Hey, let's make sure this crap is safe. And and I and we pointed out before, it's not like they're putting these lab rats under the entire spectrum that we're, you know, that we're uh, under 24-7, right? They, they, you know, oh, let's test 5G. Okay, well, did you test 5G with the 4G and the 3G also on, you know? They're also, they're getting all these horrible results of cancers and uh, infertility, all kinds of things. If you go through the NIH papers, and that's what I primarily used as research when we do our reporting, is this is what the NIH says. Don't believe me, uh, you know. Uh, don't believe your lying eyes either when I show you the documents. But now the NIH says uh, we don't really like what we're seeing, so we're just going to stop. And, and there's like you were saying though. So did you test the lab rat with four G, five G, three G? Did you also put chaff in its cage? Yeah. Or did you spray chemtrails over its cage to see how all this stuff is working together? Oh, Deb says they love us to death, yeah. <laughs> and she's full of them today. That's funny. Uh, but no, that was worth mentioning uh, that, you know, EMF. Now, I know I've I've been I mentioned this before. I shut off my Wi-Fi at night. Um, I don't run my it's kind of stupid because I have a blink security system here that I turn off at night because it's Wi-Fi. <laughs> so what good is it? I might just take it down. Um, dog. It up. Your neighbors now know. No, it's all right. They know I own guns, too. So um, <laughs> I think a dog is the best investment for a security system. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. That, and it's kind of like we saw the same thing with the jabby jab. Um, they did some studies and they didn't like what they were seeing with the myocardi myocarditis, pericarditis and, and children. To, they didn't do any studies on breast milk or, um, you know, what happens to the, the fetus in, in a pregnant woman. They did zero studies on that and before they said it was safe and effective on the news for pregnant women. Uh, but then they, you know, they documented it all. And it was like, uh, they wanted to wait 75 years to release that. Mm -hmm. Nothing to see here, nothing to see here. And then that's what gets us kicked off. YouTube is reading from that paperwork, you know, say, Hey, this is what Pfizer says. Uh, but no, we can't see that. So I guess the new thing is instead of uh, keeping it secret, let's just not even do the test. Let's not do the test and move forward with, uh, let's go with 6G, right? Let's do, let's do 25G. Yeah, let's 
let's start doing uh we'll just use ionizing radiation for our cell phones now that'll be great but um anyway i thought that was important to bring that up and thank you tiger for bringing uh for bringing that as a separate breakout report uh if you haven't seen it please go see it it's on his rumble you can go to the Knights of the Storm website, thenightsofthestorm.com. Go to the Friends tab. You'll find the Tiger's Den listed there. So hopefully you can't hear that. My grandson is bouncing off the walls in the other room. All right. What else do we got, man? I got a little thing that I heard about yesterday, and I, maybe more people have already heard about it, but I, I find it to be kind of interesting. So I'm going to put this screen up here. All right. As soon as I see it, I'll pop it in there. Uh, Joyous Whitestone says, do you guys have any good EMF remedial sites? If you want to know anything about EMF, uh, and especially there's a clothing line. We had Matt Landman on last week, and that guy has really done his homework on EMF. Uh, Chemtrails was kind of the, what he's known for, but he also has a lot of EMF stuff. And we're going to get him back on uh, at some point to talk just EMF. And he also has a clothing line, which will block a lot of the EMF and kind of like reduce it. So, uh, okay. Oh, and Deb says, take back your power is a good site. I'll check that out, Deb. Thanks for that. All right. Here you go, Angus. So this is um, invest in nature. Might be possible with natural assets company. And you had made a little bit of mention about that at the beginning. Yeah. So in, investors could soon buy into companies trading on the New York Stock Exchange with a unique dual purpose, protect nature, including on public lands, and make money. So you can already see where this is headed. Oh, yeah. The idea proposed by the New York Stock Exchange is to list companies with missions to improve ecosystems through management, maintenance, or restoration of public or privately owned lands, and then put a dollar figure on the resulting benefits like clean air or wildlife habitat. I mean, privately so, owned. Yeah. Privately. Owned. I, I got 45 acres north of town here that I'm not using for anything. They there you go. Trade it. They could trade my property on the stock exchange. Yeah. yeah. Be because it has trees on it. You know, it's mostly wooded. So, uh, you know, that's a, a carbon asset or whatever, you know, it's breathing. Well, I, I got trees on it. Isn't that a, a, a no, no now? You uh, well, come cut them all down. I, th I think it's okay as long as they're, you know, breathing in the CO2, but then you got to bury them, you know, and plant new trees. So the, right, the, uh, the proposal so far hasn't gotten much attention, but caught notice of con conservative lawmakers and property rights advocates. They warned that companies could open a backdoor into strict management restrictions for public lands and waters, as well as foreign investment on federal lands, while raising questions about whether the investments are even viable. But the financial services firm Instrict Exchange Group, which launched the idea two years ago, has drawn support from the New York Stock Exchange. Imagine that. And groups like the Rockefeller Foundation. So, you know, this is on the up and up. It says yeah. it would be it would give investors interested in preserving nature a place to put their money. Don't you freaking put your money? I won't, go, I won't say that. But um, so this guy goes on and compared their approach to improvements on public lands to a They compare it to having a mining claim or a timber lease, utilizing air rights on public lands. So where a successful mining claim is intended to result in the collection of ore, 
the value of ecological rights would be judged on a series of factors ranging from data on carbon storage and sequestering sequestering to more oh man i picked this a lot of big words today my mind's still not working. <laughs> but the sense of the sensory benefits of a nice view and critics critics have targeted the concept as creating companies that would attempt to make money off of monitor monetizing aspects of nature that belong to everybody i mean they tell you right at the beginning this is all about making money yeah it, it, and it, and the big players are there you know but uh, you know and, and they they bring up a good point though also that you know other china could buy national parks you know just so to speak you know not saying i'm not blaming it on china but it could be somebody else too well you know when i was in colorado i was looking at buying property and you got to be careful when you buy property out there in the mountains because um a lot of times they kind of break out the actual property and then the mining rights of the property so you can literally buy a you know, five acre piece of ground that you want to build a cabin on or something up in the mountains and somebody else could own those mining rights. So you can't mine it, but they, they can, you know, maybe they can come in from the side. I'm not sure how that works, but at least they were honest about it. Uh, this to me seems like you already own the property. You own all of the rights to everything and they're going to come in and snatch it from you. Yeah, It's just theft, theft of your mining rights. I mean, eminent domain. It's kind of like an eminent domain, right? Um, absolutely but, ridiculous. But you see, you know, keep in mind that it's not just a company that might go and exercise that control. Other countries could engage in these kinds of activities. China could come in and start a natural asset company and start purchasing the rights as identified by the SEC in these land land management agencies. So, you know, yeah, easily they could they could. Why wouldn't another country be able to buy out? You know these companies. We see it all the time in other industries where you know outside countries come in and they buy up you know steel mills and stuff like that. And you know they could do the same thing with this. It's a, now it's a business. It's. A, I think ultimately it's to get us off of our land and into a fifteen-minute city. And when yes, start, and, yeah. And and so I my thought was I started when I was reading this. It, it's. The, uh, the the memes that you were talking about earlier, the dust. Remember, we were trying when we talked about that, we were just figuring what could they use it for? Well, now they could put this on their property, put that dust down and know when people are coming and going on their property, you know, and being able to, to monitor it again, back to the 15 minute city type thing. Well, you say I'm, their I'm property. Freedom city. Yeah. You say their property. What if it's my property and they purchased it on the New York Stock Exchange and yeah. then they rezone it? as a protected area uh, oh now i can't build a house on my own property because it's been rezoned um, because they want the carbon offsets or whatever you know what i'm saying uh this is gonna it's coming down to taking people off their land i've always thought of it you know getting us in the in the freedom cities um you know the convenience cities we'll call it that too I, i've always thought they would get us out through property tax and then making you know property tax must be paid with this digital system. CBDC is the only money we'll accept. I figured that would be how they would get us out, but this is another way they could do it. You know, basically say that you don't have the rights. I mean, they already do that now. Um, if you live in a city and they rezone your neighborhood, uh, there might be some things that you were planning on doing that you can no longer do, like open a business, you know? So it's a uh, scary times, man. They're just, it's theft.
But so four Republican governors criticized the rule change as a backdoor approach to apply environmental, social, and governance ESG yep. principles to land use and management. Yeah, imagine. So the the they question the uh, Interior and Agriculture departments, you know, that are involved with the proposal. And believe it or not, the Interior spokesperson decided not they didn't want to comment, and the USDA did not comment on it either. So it goes back to you know same thing. We we're not going to stop doing these tests because we don't like the results. We're not going to answer you because you're not going to like our answers. So it's and it's that way with everything. It seems like there's a, a an agenda out there. Well, we know there's an agenda out there. You know, um, it's a one world government. Uh, track and trace. Put everybody in cities. People are starting to get wise to it. Uh, so they're not even trying to make excuses anymore or hide it. They're just like, oh, we're just not going to look at it. We're not going to look at it. No testing. The Biden, the Biden administration has indicated it is interested in at least identifying the value of natural capital and its contribution to the nation's economy. Earlier this year, the Biden administration unveiled a 15-year plan to account for the value of natural assets like minerals and clean water. Now that's an asset, as well as impacts on of climate change on biodiversity loss. It, 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 so Joe Biden... There's your first connection to, in my opinion, to China. You know, oh, hey, yeah. let's start this and, and well, you guys can come in and buy up all our water and trees and whatever else you want. You, you know what I think about sometimes, and maybe you can uh, dime in on this or chime in on this. We owe China. We're so in debt to China right now. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the U.S. is actually working with China to kind of like cover some of that debt by letting yeah. them? snatch up uh and they're going to do it with your just like you know they take your tax dollars from you to do things that you wouldn't approve of maybe they're going to take their uh your land from you or at least how you can use the land and they're going to trade it as carbon credits i don't know I, i'm thinking that might be what the the scam is here you can't trust any anything that goes on nowadays it, it's a it, it's a sad world man and then you've got uh you know mr gates uh, buying up all the farmland using shell companies. Oh, why would you use a shell company? He, he must have known this was coming, and he wanted to get in on on the scam mm -hmm. uh, to buy up all that. Like, because buying all You're that right. farmland, if you can follow the money and follow the connections, I, I wonder if he's not tied to this. The whole New York Stock Exchange push for this. Yeah, there, there's prior knowledge involved, and. uh Speaking of prior knowledge, if we have time, remind me to get to uh, what Surge did with the border stuff. That was pretty good. But anyway, if you look at uh, what was it, Disney, right? Disney was able to snatch up a whole bunch of land um, under shell corporations because they wanted to do it in secret. And I'm sure they did that so people wouldn't jack up the price on their, their properties knowing that Disney mm -hmm. was buying it, right? Uh, that's exactly what Gates has done. He's used shell corporations to buy up all this farmland. Anytime you have people using shell companies to buy stuff like that, it's it's in secret. Nothing good comes from secret. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So I I think, oh, I see you dropped me something in the chat. What is that? Oh, oh, Molly, you're AG. Okay. That's right. I forgot your <laughs> your, your name got changed, got stolen from you. But you know, I, I'm gonna, you're, you're talking about shell corporations and stuff like that. And this might be a little bit off the, the, the point, but I was meeting with customers this week, and I, I'll just say 
it's a, one of the Carolinas that has a football team. So this foundry is in downtown Charlotte. They gave up. They have 65 acres. You know, they, they've moved to a new location. Well, this football team, the owner, billionaire, sat down at the table with them and asked them to donate it for a new stadium. Hmm. Can you imagine that? A billionaire. Could you donate that land to us? A billionaire. And then, you know, he'll get the, the, the town to, to pay or the city to pay for the new stadium. What these people do is just unbelievable. I guess that's how you get to be a billionaire, though. You, you don't use your money. You use other, you know, taxpayers' money and get people to donate land. They did not. The guys, the owner got up of the land, just got up and walked out. But, well, the, these rich people are, um, they're grifters. They don't pay taxes anyway. They pay next to, like, their rate is so low. I mean, money-wise, yeah, it's a lot of money goes into their taxes they pay. But it, the percentage-wise, they're paying way, way less than you or I. That whole the Clinton's, Clinton Foundation, that whole thing was nothing but a, a big tax haven. You know, they, they just dump all their money into that. I remember when they were when uh, Trump and Hillary were running against each other and they said, well, the Clintons donated one hundred million dollars. To charity. Yeah, like ninety five million of it went to the Clinton Foundation. How do you donate money to yourself? And then they use that money on the campaign trail to travel and things like that. You know, you're, it's basically a tax haven for them, because if they donate it, it's a tax deduction they can take. Right. Uh, it's all a scam. These rich people know how to stay rich. Yeah, they use other yeah. people's money. Yeah. And, and I guarantee you, if, if you went to them and, and say, hey, can I borrow 50 bucks? <laughs> what are you, crazy? What was the thing when <laughs> Hillary went to Starbucks and paid with like a, a 20 or something or 10 or a 20? She bought her coffee and uh, and she took all the change back. Didn't like yeah. it. At least they keep the change. You know, <laughs> like real tight wads. Very, very tight wads. You know, I hear a cat. Is that a cat? No, you can't hear that. Huh? Yeah, it's a <laughs> little one. Hey, speaking of uh, animals here, Rat Salad Review is over on uh, Free World. So I want to say hi to Rat Salad Review. If you haven't checked out his show, check it out. It's kind of a musical analysis kind of show. It's a good time. Um, I think he follows Tiger. I don't have to look. I don't. But there's a schedule over there. You guys can check out the schedule on freeworld.fm. So um, anyway, what else we got there, Angus? Oh, that's all I got for that. I mean, it's. All right. Well, I'll talk a little bit. So if you watched uh, Gardner Goldsmith last night, you see that at the end of the show, the last half or last hour or so, he interviewed um, Serge the Purge. And I've been working with Serge, uh, kind of kind of his co-host, I guess you could say. And he took the last show we did and actually turned it into a little mini doc, uh, mini documentary. And he went down to Lukeville, Arizona. And Lukeville is a place, uh, I wish I had some stuff pulled up to show you on screen, but that's okay. We'll just talk it. So Lukeville is a place, it's not even really an American town. Now there's a town on the Mexico side of the border, but on the American side, all it is, is a point of entry. It's a big gate, uh, you know, the barriers, uh, you know, whatever they need, bathrooms, an office, you know, for the border patrol is not really a town there. Uh, and there was a huge, massive uh, 77 thousand people came through recently. And a, a, another dude went down and reported on it. So what happened was uh, Serge went down there with this camera and he was going to try to catch some of the migrants coming over, you know, do some on the ground reporting. Nothing was happening. Completely empty. No, they said that the border was closed. Um, well, I think I think it had reopened, but it was only open to like select 
traffic. Like you or I couldn't go through it. And maybe if we were a truck driver bringing goods across, maybe. Um, but anyway, we, we got to doing the show and I, I made some observations. One of them is why would people cross there? Because you're crossing over into America where you have hundreds of miles of desert and nowhere to like blend in with the population. Really bad place to cross. You want to do it somewhere closer to a major city. Uh, Nogales, for instance, I, w- I worked in Nogales um, doing roads for about 45 days. And we've seen migrants every day. Every day we've seen migrants. We we didn't catch them. The Border Patrol was catching them, but we'd see them zip tied, you know, on the ground, uh, loading them up into vans to go put them in wherever they had put them. But it was a continual flow. It wasn't a mass. All these people are going to come here and then you won't see anything after that. Uh, so the point of the story is that during the, the course of the reporting and investigation, it looks very much so like the, the migrant situation is actually planned. We know it's planned uh, because these people get together somehow from different countries. They wind up in the same spot. They have a roadmap. They know exactly where to take the bus, where to take the train, where to take the plane to come up through South America. And these are people from Africa, um, from, from everywhere you can imagine, China. Uh, anyway, it's definitely planned, but you know, you wouldn't think it would be planned on our end because it's our crisis, right? But it is. That, that specific location was chosen because there is nothing there. So, you know, the, uh, the thought of civilians seeing some hinky stuff going on is not going to happen because the only people down there are the people that work at the port of entry. There's no towns, no houses, no nothing. And and what's on top, uh, what's worse than that is whenever they were coming through and it made the news, um, they moved and made a camp out in the desert. So they were sneaking them in where the me- media wouldn't see it and then busting them out. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe they were sneaking them in and deporting them, but I don't think so. Why would you need to do that in secret? Uh, but the reason I say it's planned and it's planned partially on our end is because uh, Serge went through. And you got to go watch that interview and go watch the, uh, the thing he put up on his channel. Um, <clears throat> the, the contracting for, the, and that's what gave it away, was the porta-potties and dumpsters and all the you know support mm-hmm. elements that were out there, the floodlights, all that stuff. You go into the contracting. Uh, which is a matter of public record, I guess. He was able to find out the contract. So in the contracting, these things were bid out well before we knew there was a uh, a caravan on their way to Lukeville. So we were aware that all these people were going to come. We were aware of what services they would need, porta-potties, dumpsters, tents, you know, places to sleep. Um, And I'm sure if if we dig deep enough, maybe we can find some contracts with some uh, tour buses type thing. Uh, and I'm just like, why, why would we do that? Uh, well, come to find out there was an executive order. Their governor did an executive order and uh, declaring an emergency or whatever. There was an operation uh, secure. I believe it's called operation secure. So they got a half a billion dollars in federal money because of this. And the money you can tell by, if you look at the the dollar figures of, um, you know, personnel, uh, the porta potties, the dumpsters, other, what they had to spend was nowhere near that, nowhere near a half a billion. So, what I'm thinking, and this is me speculating here, I'm thinking that Arizona knew they were going to have a problem. They didn't want to pay for the problem. So, they said, okay, let's declare an emergency. Let's get some federal funding. Um, and we'll keep some of that money to pay off whatever debts we have. 
mm-hmm. and, and we'll take another portion of that money and just we'll bring him into Arizona. Come on into Arizona and I get on this bus and go to New York. Don't be our problem. You know, I think that's what what's going on there. What do you think about all that, man? I think you're right. I think that's there's way more going on in you know, like everything always ties to money. You know, it, yep. look at the look at during COVID, the lockdowns and all that. Well, you know, we the governors are getting, you know, money and this and that. Nobody's going to turn money away. So now you got the money and now we're going to tell you what we want you to do. You know, it, it's it, it's basically it's just bribery. It, you know, it's the whole thing. It, it, you know, I like to follow that money and see, you know, where did it actually go? Like you said, they use it to do other stuff in the state, the, the state. I mean, and then how much of that gets, you know, put in the in-ground pools or something like that in certain communities? Well, that's the problem with helicopter cash, man. It's it's hard to audit. Yeah. It's really all, all you can do is say the numbers don't look right, but you can't track it, you know, penny for penny. Uh, it's really, really difficult. I mean, the same thing happened with COVID. Uh, look at California. California has always really sucked. They've sucked for decades now about running deficits that I don't know where their money goes, social welfare programs. I don't know, but after COVID they had a surplus. How did that happen? Because the GDP should have went down if people are staying home. Right. So how did they get the surplus? Well, it was our money. So you got the, go ahead. No. And that's basically, that's the same thing that happened in Connecticut, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it was about re-election time for the governor, if I remember correctly. And it's like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, now we have this surplus. See how good I'm doing. Yeah, because you accepted cash for COVID. It used yeah. to be cash for clunkers. Now it's cash for COVID. Yeah, cash for COVID. There you go. <laughs> no, I'm so tired, though. I'm so tired of uh, the blue states. They they jack themselves up. They declare a state of emergency. And they steal money essentially from the red states. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's uh, it really is redistribution of wealth. We have become pretty much a socialistic society. Uh, and it, we're not we're not it on the surface. But when they start declaring emergencies and shifting things around, then we are. Uh, we become very socialistic. Uh, but anyway, going back to the money thing, um, before we jump out of here, we got about half an hour yet. We could still go, but um, I don't know if we'll stay the full time. I like to get me some breakfast in me before America Unplugged, which follows us. Uh, so this New York City Mayor, uh, Eric Adams, um, I, I can put this on screen and throw it up here. So this goes back to the immigration stuff. So now we're, we're, we're receiving people in. looks like it was well-planned in advance. Uh, Arizona was complicit. They took the money. They brought the people in. Where they went? Probably New York, Illinois, California. Um, but anyway, so let's take a look at New York here. Mayor Eric Adams deflects, blames national immigration policy for city's migrant crisis. Okay, so I don't know if you've seen what's happening there in New York. The crime yep. from the immig- uh, migrants. Yeah, so now this is great for him because he gets to suck these people in. And then now he's going to claim some kind of a crisis, an emergency, and he's probably going to get federal money. Yeah, he you was he, a couple months ago. He had said, don't come to New York. We have no more room. So he put out that, you know, raised that flag. And now, like you said, now, now the federal government's going to say, we're going to help you out. Here's here's a couple hundred million, you know. Well, he, yeah, he, he's going to blame this on the border crisis but really why are people coming to the border that's the question and and this is why right here this is ridiculous so same 
same mayor, right? Uh, New York City under um, scrutiny for releasing migrants without bail. Oh, so I can commit crime. I could rob people. I could just act a fool and I won't go to jail. Well, that's why they're going there. It's not because they love New York so much. It's because they can get away with shenanigans. Okay. And you're giving them debit cards. What? A thousand dollars a month to, to commit crime and rob people, you know, rape, pillage, murder, and I won't go to jail. Sounds like a great place to be if you're not a good person. Yeah, it's either there or Washington, D.C., because I think that kind of applies to a lot of politicians. <laughs> yeah, right. Here we go. Now, he's he's floating the idea of housing these people. So we're going to give you a thousand bucks. We're going to let you rob people on the street. And hey, we'll, we'll make you live in somebody else's house. They'll have to let you in. Because he's talking about using private residences to house these people. Maine was asking the governor of Maine was asking um, people to open up their houses to, to migrants. I mean, next thing you know, they're oh, yeah. going to run your house. They're going to take it. Uh, you know, Obama's got like, I don't know, 40 room house in uh, Martha's Vineyard. Why can't we put a few of them there? You know, just don't paddleboard out back. You might die. <laughs> um, He's looking um, for a chef. Oh, I don't want to show that. But yeah, so, so as this guy is, uh, you know, offering debit cards, housing, um, not prosecuting people for crimes. He's going to blame somebody else for his, his problem. No, no, dude, you are incentivizing people to go there. There, I don't have any migrants here in my town because my town ain't got nothing for them. I don't see them, you know, I don't know your town if you have migrants there, but uh, the policies here do not make it, you know, uh, attractive. For somebody to cross the globe and come here because they're just going to be homeless and starving and if they try to rob you you're probably going to get shot you know or you'll go to jail at least uh so these people love this because now he can declare a crisis uh, there was a, a gang um i had some other stuff up i think i closed it out but uh let me pull this off the screen there there was a gang uh running around and they were using scooters they kind of do this. They got scooter gangs in Japan. They're freaking annoying as hell. But uh, and these were migrants. I believe it was from Africa. I could be wrong, but I believe they were from Africa. But uh, they were going and snatching ladies' purses in New York. Drive by, rip the purse, drag the person down the street till they let go of the purse. And what they were going for was not the money in the purse, not the jewelry, anything. It was the, the smartphones. So they're get they were getting these smartphones, hacking into them. And then getting access to like the cash apps, whether it's a bank account, login, uh, you know, cash app, uh, PayPal, all those different things. And then they were sort of getting pretty decent scores. You know, they were draining that thing out before somebody could uh, cancel their cards and stuff. Uh, right. Because now you got their phone and they can't make that quick connection to the cash app to cancel it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, so these are the, the kind of people we're attracting to come in and they're not being prosecuted. Those dudes were, uh, I guess the, the, they caught some of them and they were released without bail. This is ridiculous. Well, poor migrants. You know, that's the way they, they, you know, they, they tell you that's how they, we can't hold these people. They have nothing. They have your smartphone and your cash, but other than that, they have nothing. So, you know, we have to take pity on these people. All right. Hey, uh, rat salad review said, uh, make sure to, Oh, he said he follows Chris Graves. Yeah. I should mention Chris. Um, make sure you're following Chris Graves. So he's over on the uh, free world chat. But no, I mean, the, the whole thing, you know, if I if me or you did that, Angus, we were born in this country. 
we work, we pay taxes, we're robbed. You know, I'm, I'm probably 40% of my pay when I was active duty was gone. 40 to 50% was gone out of every, you know, dollar I earned either through taxes at the store, uh, income taxes, uh, property taxes. I mean, all the taxes, taxes, taxes. Uh, I think I did the math on it. It was close. It was close to 50% of my uh, paycheck went to some kind of government agency, mm -hmm. you know, and now I figured in, you know, what it cost me to renew my car tags every year and all that stuff. Now that doesn't count the, you know, when I pay insurance, homeowners insurance and stuff like that, that's mandatory car insurance, mandatory. I'm forced to do it. So now we're definitely over 50%. Do you think it's fair that for an eight hour shift, if I work eight hours that I only get, to reap four hours worth of that work and the other four hours of my time went to some migrant because all the taxes I got to pay so they can have these, these benefit programs for them. You know, See, no then, wonder that when, yeah. when you talk like that, that's when they say, well, you know, that's your, you're, you're, you're being, I don't want to say, but I'll say it. That's your white privilege talking. You're oh, not really? looking at, <laughs> you know, that's, that's where they coin these terms, you know, not it's make you sound like you're the bad person because you're not helping these migrants. Well, they're not helping, helping me. me? Yeah, right. not you're not helping me. me. I mean, holy crap. It's look, and, and, you know, I, I'm actually not anti-immigrate, uh, immigration. I'm pro-immigration. Um, I worked with illegal Mexican dudes in California for a long time, but they're coming over here to work. Yeah, I agree. These other guys are not. This is a different ball game, and that's what I, you know, going back to what uh, what work that Surge did. Um, that border crossing is not what we see when we talk about illegals coming over the border. You know, when you're talking about from South America to come over and work and send some money back home, that's different because that is a co continuous, ongoing, every day, every day, every day. This is a different breed. The fact that he went down there and there was absolutely nothing happening tells you that it's all staged and they're bringing these people in. It is, uh, well, number one, it's a replacement thing. This has been well-documented that they've known we have an aging population. They have social security coming up that they can't pay for. Uh, so they need to get people in here since we're not, we're, we're not making enough babies to, to be part of the workforce to pay for social security. They, they should have that money, but they done spent it. So they need, it's a Ponzi scheme. They have to have more people paying in so they can pay it out. Uh, so but I think when, but when you're here illegally, it means you're not being taxed on anything either. So I, that's one part of that. I can never make that connection to unless uh, you suddenly make these people citizens. Well, that's, and, that's where it's going. I think that, uh, they're enticing people to come with all this free welfare stuff, but eventually that's going to go away or they'll be here long enough to have children. And those children will be naturalized citizens and be in, you know, have a social security number and pay taxes and all that good stuff. Um, I, I think that uh, it's it's just it's kind of like this is the carrot time, you know, <laughs> but in the future is going to be the stick time is I, th I think that we were good on Social Security up to about 20, almost 2030, 2027, 20. I, I forget. We did a report on it and they were good up to a certain year. But then after that, it was going to be horrible. Um, and I and I personally think that um, certain safe and effective things uh, help to get rid of some of that liability. You know, uh, I know it's kind of nefarious, but uh, that's what I see. You know, uh, what else do we got? Anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, I want to call attention to what Serge did. He kind of took our show we did instead of just putting it up as a show. He did a little mini doc, mini documentary. It's worth watching. 
Um, he was on with guard. I think he's going on with David on Monday. So he'll get a chance to tell that story there. But uh, anyway, that's about all I got for today, man. What do you got? Anything else? No, sir. That's about it. All right. Well, we got eh, about 25 minutes till America Unplugged comes on. I definitely don't want to miss that. I want to get me some some more coffee for sure. And uh, let me give a shout outs real quick. Uh, Harps again in the chat. Uh, little John, what's going on? Lumberjack of Liberty. Uh, Deb's in there. I think Providence Wins is in there. Uh, AG, right? AG was in there. Um, Joyous Whitestone. I got, I'm going to go read those comments, whatever you left on whatever. I, I got a notification for it. I'll go read that after. Uh, who else? Uh, Raw was in there. And man, there's a lot of chat. And then we had Rat Salad Review. Oh, Karen Carpenter's in there. Rat Salad Review over on Free World was in there. Thanks for, for listening, brother. Um, did I miss anybody? Who's Hinda54? Hey, welcome. Sure. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, said best smart water bottles will keep you healthy. Let me see what that is real quick. Sounds like an advertisement. Oh, it might be. You, you're going to let a virus in. Oh, no. Oh, now I'm hijacked. Uh, anyway, thanks for joining us, folks. If I missed you, I don't think I missed anybody, but if I did, I do apologize. And we will see you all hopefully in 25 minutes on Rockfin. Uh, they, they, they're on uh, Rumble too now, aren't they? Rockfin and Rumble? Yes, sir. Okay, America Unplugged. That's the great Billy Ray, the host with the most. We've got, uh, who else? Uh, oh, my brain isn't working today. Don Jeffries. Uh, most Tony Arterburn. Tony Arterburn, yeah. Most shadow banned person is Don Jeffries. Go get his book, Masking the Truth. Right I have mine right here. Right here. Go get it. Uh, leave a review on it on Amazon. Uh, that helps. And uh, I guess that's it. So what do you got going? I think we're doing a, a recording today for another Yes, show. we are recording Event Horizon today. And um, I had topics. One was going to be Bigfoot. But now you've kind of piqued my interest knowing that Tiger Tales will be on. And I'm thinking we are like Jerky Boy. You know, we'll <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll record that. <laughs> you kick my dog. <laughs> or have Mystery Science Theater 3000. We'll just play it and we'll sit there and watch them. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah. Um, when is that going to air? I know we recorded ahead. Of uh, record it and then uh, I'll post it tomorrow sometime. Okay. In the day. Sweet. Uh, I think I'm good to be there. In a couple weeks, we're going to take it live. I'm trying to get that set up and get a little little bit of practice. All right. All righty then. Uh, are, is you going to be on Free World with that? Like you get a time slot and all that stuff, or uh, Billy was still working on that. I don't know what's going on with it. I'm I'm good for right now. So okay, well maybe you can get a slot and just do like the replay and not do it live. Just yet. right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really trying to get people over to Free World because I'm telling you folks, the chat over there, it is just it, the functionality is great. Yep. Um, yeah, we have meme wars and stuff all the time on there. So uh and and the delay as well. So I uh I, we're gonna be doing a name that tune here soon. I think maybe Thursday, next Thursday. I'm gonna try and line it up. I gotta call and make sure everybody's cool. I know that uh Audi won't be able to be there, he's not 
not going to be able to do it. So we'll probably do another one next month. Uh, but anyway, to do name that tune, I would love to do it on free world because there's like no delay. You know, it's difficult to do it on rumble because there's anywhere from a 20 to 30 to 40 second delay. So when we're playing a tune, we got to kind of like make some small talk to give that time to get out to the audience. But, um, but free world is like maybe a half a second delay if that. So, uh, I'm trying to get people to go over there and then eventually I want to do the, the name that tune over there. It's kind of late at night though on for Eastern time yeah. folks, but, uh, in the middle of the week. So, but anyway, we'll work on it. Uh, please go check it out. Freeworld.fm. Um, and before we go, I, I want to play, uh, Tony's commercial since he's coming on here in a little bit. Um, do I have, oh yeah, here it is. All right. Make sure you check out Tony Arterburn. If you're into, um, tangible assets like gold or silver, I like gold and silver myself. Um, I also like other things like ammunition, guns, property, you know, things that hold their value, but I definitely have some gold and silver. And so if you're going to check it out, go check out Tony at wise wolf, gold and silver. Here you go. You work hard for your money. The federal reserve could care less about that. It's endless printing of fiat dollars to support war, welfare, and ever-expanding government. Your hard-earned money becomes worth less every day. You need a way to hedge against runaway inflation. Saving accounts pay almost no interest, and the stock market is a roller coaster ride of uncertainty. Don't let your savings or retirement be diminished by reckless speculators, bad fiscal policy, and endless printing of fiat dollars. Call Tony Arterburn at Wise Wolf or visit wisewolfgoldandsilver.com for a real wealth storage vessel. Wolfpack is a monthly savings program that ships physical gold and silver to your door. It's a buyer's club that uses the strength of numbers to get bulk pricing. Tony passes the savings on to you. Tony can roll over a IRA or a 401k into a precious metals-backed IRA. You can also help with Bitcoin, if that's what you're into. Stop being robbed by the Fed and visit wisewolfgoldandsilver.com to secure your hard work in something that truly holds value. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. All righty. And if you do go there uh, and you decide to join Wolfpack or whatever, um, do you have a promo code for you, Angus? With Tony no. yet? Okay, well, he gave me one. If you want to put Foxhole in there, it's not going to cost you any more money, um, but I'll get a couple bucks. You know, it's going to help. Um, but yeah, special thanks to Angry Tiger for doing the voiceover for that commercial. He did a fantastic job. I literally did not have to edit anything. I just let it play, and then I put the pictures in there. So I, I saw something wrong with it. What's wrong with it? The Mon Monopoly guy didn't have his monocle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the good one. <laughs> Maybe I'll go edit it. <laughs> all right give them two miles so, so anyway uh let everyone know where they can find your show angus and then we'll get up at Vent, Vent horizon on rumble yeah, under uh channel is angus mustang angus mustang i'm gonna have to photoshop you that uh that that picture you sent me of the angus mustang road sign i'm gonna have to make that look kind of cool you know oh i got a couple of those but oh uh, yeah that's pretty cool my wife thought that story was good like how you come up with the name but Anyway, uh, so thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. Um, remember to keep your armor tight and your sword sharp. Until next time. Take care. <laughs>